Welcome that, to a happier episode of Lucas and Mo. Why are you always talking oh, when I'm okay. doing the intro? Like, for because, real. man, damn it. It caught, like, it caught me on guard, though. It really did. You know what? It don't even matter now. You ruined my intro, so you might as well go into your show. Ladies and gentlemen, to Lucas and Mo, disgruntled Mo yeah. versus the world. Oh, cause his little punk ass intro got interrupted, and I still ain't get while I was doing my intro. Still ain't get my twenty five percent yet. I will interrupt as many intros as humanly possible. Tell your lawyers to call my lawyers. Hey, let's go to go ahead and tell. Tell our audience what the topic is. I feel a little hurt right now. Thank you very so, much, So, today's episode, we'll be talking about Do the box office projections of Pacific Rim Uprising and Black right. Panther, Hans Zimmer scoring Dark Phoenix, should be loud, Cloverfield 3 heading to Netflix, first mode. Yo, what up? A Grammy review slash recap. You mean... So, uh, I'll ask you first. Okay. What did you think about... The Little Hawaiian Boy show that happened on Sunday. That's exactly what I was about to call it because it was <laughs> nobody else on that show. It didn't matter who you were, what you did, what you've done, what you are doing. Because if your name wasn't Bruno or Mars, you weren't winning anything. You were not going to win anything. That boy cleaned out. He even did a, the most random award, uh, a best arrangement, music arrangement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear he won best country song. I was like, God damn it. Son, they called his name so many times. Bruh. Listen here. Let's be realistic here. I'm going to be as realistic as possible really quick. Bruno Mars's album is a good collection of songs. It is not an album. That shit is a collection of 10 singles that he put out there. (laughs) That's it. The shit don't flow like an album. The shit don't feel like an album. That that shit had no reason to win an album of the year besides the point that like, like dancing. People like dancing to this little, little Hawaiian boy. I would have accepted Kendrick as Kendrick and I understood no. it as an no. album. No. I damn sure no. should have been Jay Z for four four four. Definitely. I said I would yeah. have accepted Kendrick. No, no. I'm glad I rather I, it. I disagree with you on that one. I'd rather uh, uh, Bruno wins it than Kendrick wins it because Kendrick had no business winning album of the year. But if you want to say you would have accepted it because you're saying the arrangement of the music felt more like an album, it I don't know. It felt he, like his, an album. It, it, but his it, 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 it has layers to it. But album of the year, you have to play it and play it and play it and play it and play it. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not playing Kendrick's album more than once. <laughs> exactly. There's no need to listen to it more than so one time. So that but, already I mean, disqualifies but, it in my book. Oh, you're going to... And the way about this, you're gonna always listen to Bruno Mars because it just feels like I'm listening to like a, a now CD, like yes, now yes, '88. Yes, yes. It's just hit after hit. You're like, oh, okay, okay. You know what? You know what? You someone know. called it. Someone called Bruno Mars' uh, music a uh, arrangement of um, what's that? What's the word they used? An arrangement of throwback 
songs. It felt like a bunch of throwback songs that, you know, just kind of meshed well together. I'll give you the perfect comparison piece to this album from Bruno Mars. Because this is the first time I feel he didn't make an album. Because oh. his other two albums were albums. Like, great from start to finish. Ups, downs, Peaks Valley, shit like that the albums had. Right. This was Bruno Mars's version of Bad. Mm. So bad was 1987 Michael Jackson. Yeah. He had eight number one singles off of that album. Fucking <laughs> Bad is a collection of hit songs. It is not like Thriller, it is definitely not the greatest greatness of Off the Wall, which were right. albums. Bad was just singles after singles after singles. That's what 24 Curry Magic is. It's but, is the same real album pro- but is there a real so problem wrong with that, though? Is there a real problem wrong with that? Because it's, it's not it's not a problem if you release an album that way. It's it's appreciated if you know what you're trying to do. But I have a serious problem with something like that wins album of the year when it's not an album. But it was entertaining. You played it over and over again. It it also gave you feelings. Like according to you, you felt every song. You wanted to relate to every song, but it felt like you said it, if you played song, if you're if you're the type of listener that plays the song to kind of catch a flow, like the next song kind of tell you know leans off on the second and leans off to the third, if if that's the kind of person you are, then I guess you're on Lucas' side where you don't feel that connection to the album. But the album was very playable, and with, albums tell a story. That's true, the whole point of true. an album. And this I think one, that's where this, one, this felt more like a party mix. There you go. That's what it is. It's okay. a. It's what the kids now call a playlist. Yes. Oh, did I just like, did I, mean, I just go Drake all the way back? More life shit. <laughs> did I just Drake go all did the that way? More back? life thing. That's at a party mix. Yes, she did. Yeah, because I don't, I don't. No one's done a party mix since '92. But <laughs> a playlist. No more than 24 Karen Magic. It's a playlist. Right. Right. A playlist of hit songs that. When you combine them together, you can listen to a vibe too and be great with it. But right. an album tells a story from start to finish. Right. And the only ones that did that, well, three. Boards did that. Yes. Kendrick did that. And Jay-Z did that. The right. separation was Lord had little replay value. Kendrick had no replay value. Right. And Jay-Z had replay value. Yeah. Come on. Son. How the fuck? This is how you can tell the Grammys don't like black people. How the fuck in the story of OJ, one of the most positive songs about where we need to be as black people, overlook like, nope, they have you niggas thinking too positively. That's exactly what it is. Oh, we don't give this (laughs) song of the year to 24 Current Magic. We want you niggas dancing. Yes. Because that's that's it, to be honest. You're right. You're right. The story of OJ is a very positive song. I mean, granted, there's a lot of niggas in it, and you know, but it's a very positive song. And yeah, uh, hey, but the niggas, the niggas in that song, I like most hip hop songs, but the niggas derogatory. Chris, it's basically saying no matter where you go in life, you're still a nigga. You're still a nigga. You're still viewed that way, no matter what you do. Right. That's a positive message. Right. But 24 Karen Magic, you dance to. You dance that. And that's the way I like it. Like you can dance to them jokes. Right. We need you niggas dancing. We don't need you niggas thinking. That's the message you can't bring to say. You niggas dancing, not thinking. Hey, that's mm. crazy. That's crazy. 
But now, um, but so, all in all, okay. Uh, Speaking okay. of Bruno, let's get Bruno. What did you think about the performances, Mo? Not just the little Hawaiian boys' performance. I thought but... people, I, <laughs> that's what you gonna call him the whole show. Hey man, that's that's all I call Bruno Mars. The little, little coked up Hawaiian boy. Oh my god! But he he got arrested for coke a couple years ago. Yeah. So I don't know the last time he did coke. I'm kind of surprised he ain't try to he take like coke. Four ten, bruh. He's really small. He's <laughs> he a small man. Right. Anyways, but nah, a the performances. I like the performances. I like some of them though, not all of them. I like some of the performances I saw last night. I thought Rihanna was like. What's your favorite? I thought Rihanna was good. Like again, the thing about it is. You will not. You. Hold on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I might I might just be stuck. That's what I'm saying. I might just be stuck. But Jesus, does she look good? Okay, okay, never mind. Obviously, Bruno Mars has like a he he's he, he's a performer. So I don't know if it's fair enough to say Bruno, but Bruno's performance was nice. Hmm. You wanna argue with me on that one? The ones I enjoyed the most. Well, Sam Smith uh, song. Oh my god, that song was, album. That song, yeah. That and I don't song. even like Sam Smith, but that song, my goodness. That, that song, I fucking love that song on his yes. album. But Kesha's performance of praying. That shit. Jesus. I was, I don't tune into the Grammys because right. they're stupid. But, you know, I saw some clips of it and then I happened to, because I kept on hearing about it. Right. That shit is powerful. It was. Jesus Christ. It was. And for her story from you know uh, her yeah, producer yeah. Dr. Luke and all the through harassment, emotional harassment, everything, and for her to do that song with those other women, that shit was that shit was powerful. Yes, I give you that though. So I give you that. That, that was that was that was a dope one again. Sam Smith, uh, Pink's performance of Wild Hearts, other dope ass performance. Since I didn't really, uh, she yeah, she, song. she, yes, she didn't, she didn't do it. Like maybe she was salty for not winning anything, and it showed in her performance. That could be it because it was at the end of the show. It so showed in her she, performance she, because she it could have been like she was salty for not winning anything because SZA usually is more powerful than that. Uh, Donald Glover was pretty good. Oh, I'm sorry, Childish Gambino. <laughs> Grow up. He's like a less. It's like a le- and his thing. I, I love Childish Gambino. You know, right. I've been riding with him since his mixtape days. Yes, from camp, um, break because of the internet, all this shit up until this album. Mm-hmm. But I came to the conclusion last night, actually a little bit before last night, Childish Gambino. And I thought about it last night a little bit before. That, it reminds me of a less talented bird dancer rapper, like. Chance sings, Chance raps. Same way, but Chance music is a little better. Versus Chance rapper, but he did give a solid performance of Terrified. It was pretty dope. Okay. You saw last night, Mo, that was pretty good. You said, who did I see last night that was pretty good? You said it was pretty good last night. I don't know. The Grammys aren't, I don't. I don't really care too much for, but uh, like you said, Sam Smith. I think it's just his song. 
So that performance or just him singing at that moment was just beautiful. I liked it. I liked it. I really did like Sam Smith. Oh, you know what I really did like, though, was um, Chester's uh, memoriam that went into that uh, uh, Logic song. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, the, uh, uh, the, the uh, Suicide song. Yeah, the 1-800 uh, Suicide Number song. I thought that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was dope the way they went from, uh, yeah, from Chester to that song. Yes, so I thought that was pretty, you know, that was pretty good because oh, it was, was a way... Yeah, it was a way to really memorize Chester, but also give you awareness. So it was kind of like, you know, because of this, we're going to do this. So I thought that was pretty good. What I didn't necessarily like was, I'm going to say this, and I'm pretty sure if we have conservative listeners on the show, they're going to say yes, and they're going to agree with me. I didn't necessarily like the reading of that book. Not at all. Thank you. Not at all. It was stupid. Yes, I thought so too. I thought so too. That... They didn't need to do that. That was not needed. So yeah, that could have been. They could have done away and with that. To bring up Hillary Clinton, like, pandering, panda, panda, panda. <laughs> like dog, that's the biggest pandering I've ever seen in my life. Like seriously. But <laughs> what you like uh, in my panda? So as a whole, real quick, who would you rate the Grammys? Man, ooh, I got before we leave, before I even rate it, I got one more thing to say. They said this was the lowest uh, 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 draw the Grammys has ever gotten this year. Was the lowest, like, this was the lowest. Yes, but in, in the demo, in the demo that they want to be, which is yes. the 18 to Dude. 34. Yes, it was ever. low as fuck. That says a lot. Well, I mean, they need to be Beyonce didn't perform. Yeah. The point that the guy who got the most nominations and said, nah, I'm not performing <laughs> Like Jake knew ahead of time, like, nope, not using me. I'm not performing. I mean, also, also, you also had the Royal Rumble. I mean, if you know, people, people are out there that would rather watch the Royal Rumble than than this. So, hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But overall, overall, big sports had nothing to do with it. It had way more to do. Come on, (laughs) the the three biggest acts you can have. Which would have been Beyonce, who could have formed her husband. He didn't turn them down. Ed Sheeran, who for some odd reason turned them down again for performing. Who <laughs> turned them down for performing? You can't have that many big names like be like, nah, man, we good. We, we don't mean, have to perform. You didn't nominate Ed Sheeran for nothing other than a pop performance. So why would I want to? He did win though, but I guess exactly. Exactly. Guess. Like that's that that was the problem. It was it was group of nominees and you got what you got right right the little wine boy you should have said the little wine boy performed through the whole through the whole thing overall though i give it a c a c minus pretty decent show i gave it a d oh well not i mean it was a pretty decent show not too great oh you mean the guy who does the singing in the car thing yeah, I understand why he does that now because the lower half of his body shouldn't be shown. Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on before Lucas goes on. <laughs> before Lucas goes off into uh, into into something else. Uh, He's built like Santa Claus. Here we go. I said let's move on. Let's talk about... Be- no, I know what <laughs> Lucas wants to talk about next, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to give him something even better. Let's talk about Cloverfield 3. Uh, 
possibly going to Netflix in April. April, right? All the rumors coming out of Paramount is that the movie is garbage. The chairman said it's trash and that they won't make their money back if they release this film in theaters. Supposedly behind the scenes, J.J. Abrams told them, Abrams, to fix the movie in post-production. And the studio was just like, nope. With that, I think they're going to try to sell this movie to Netflix <laughs> for a, amount of, a good amount of money to still generate a profit. And I think Netflix will buy it. Because clearly with Bright, they have proven that they don't care of the quality. It's the name they want. Like, Cofield is a name. That's what Netflix will be buying. So if we hear in a couple of weeks, or if we hear in a week, that Cloverfield 3 is coming on Netflix, just assume they pay Paramount about 30 to $40 million for the rights to Cloverfield 3. Right. Well, what I heard was, the, the uh, yeah, the boss, Jim Janopoulos, he thinks it's garbage. I also heard JJ was trying. They, they they tapped JJ to fix it. That's what I heard. But he had you know he has commitments with um st- the new Star Wars movie, so he he doesn't have time. But if What's that all- is, he is locked into a deal with Paramount. They uh, pay him ten million dollars a that's year. That's right. Like, that's right. And this is his and this is his movie. Like he's the producer. This is literally yes. his movie. Yes. And they are just like, nope, we're giving up on it. It's not going to make money. We're not going to. You know how hard it is for a studio to say we're not going to release it? Cofield or name alone can make at least $20 million is open the weekend. Right. And they're just like, nah, nah. we don't want to release this in the theaters. That's a, that says a lot a about lot. how bad this movie is. I mean, and the thing is, you're right. Cloverfield does have a huge fan base. Like, a lot of fans hear Cloverfield or Cloverfield uh, the second or, you know, the third one. And... It's generated a buzz. Like, people want to see this movie. But when the studio says, hey, look, man, look, man, look. Like, it, it, imagine if I came to Lucas and I said, man, look, Lucas, number episode 24 can't go up, man. It's it's really bad. Like, we got to figure out how to either re-record it or finagle. Like, can you imagine? This is a small production. And if I came to Lucas and said, we got to do something else, imagine what it, what it means for a studio who spends the money to do this and says, nah, we don't want it. It's I trash. think that's the, that's the key part, is that they've already they've, paid the money to make this movie. Exactly. The movie's like, been made. That says it's, it's going yes, through, it's going through po- It's gone through post, though. It's also gone through post. So that means it's in a, this is its final cut. You can't go back yes. and fix and this movie. And it's that bad. And, and they've seen the final cut, and they're like, nope. Yeah. Mm, we don't want anybody else to see this movie. <laughs> But you're right, though. But you're right. Netflix is going to buy this movie. Netflix is going to pay a lot of money for this movie. They paid $90 million for uh, 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 Bright. We don't know how much they're going to pay for that. I mean, the only only way it won't come on Netflix is if Paramount decide that we might as well put it out because we could still make money off of it, which is true. They're going to still make money off of it, but man, they they can't show no trailers of it. They can't do shit. It got to be so secretive. This is this is this is something where the marketing has to come into play. You know, Cloverfield is always giving you that marketing where it's like you don't necessarily know what's going on. You have to market this movie like that. Instead of trailers, you show like clips. You know, like camera clips, like oh, like home, you know, home footage, like you know, crack cameras or just you know, just nothing letting us know whatever this movie's about. Because 
if you fuck up and show us a trailer of this movie like you did with Pacific Rim, man, yep. we still gonna talk about that, right? Yeah, let me not, let me not, let me not bust my nut for, for Pacific Rim right now. Wait a minute. I'll wait on that. Pause. Pause. That was that was. That was extremely graphic all of a sudden. My bad. My <laughs> and bad. I am a visual person. God okay. Damn you, okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you if you mess around, because again, think about the fact that this movie might not make money if, even if they release it. And I think the reason it won't, because if all these rumors are coming out now, as an intelligent moviegoer, you're hearing the studio has no faith in this movie. You're hearing the boss of the studio has no faith in this movie. You're hearing JJ turn down or, or, or couldn't fix this movie in post. What would make me want to spend $10, $11 and say, let me go sit down and watch this shitty ass movie? Nothing. Nothing. Regardless, rather if it came on Netflix, I have Netflix at home. I sit at home if I wanted to waste a Friday night. I watch it at home on Friday night. So. It's something you would turn on and watch no matter what. Yes. And I think they're counting on that with Netflix because it's still the visibility of the project. And it's still Cloverfield. Even though they don't. But that's weird because Insidious 4 is absolutely horrible. And Blumhouse still released it. And it's it's made close to $150 million. So but, it's but like. How much how much did Blumhouse put up for this movie? Now that's that's. That's the thing with Cloverfield versus Cloverfield. Supposedly, this is supposed all to be- they're saying is that the movie's over budget, and they don't think they're gonna make money. Dog, this movie takes place Man, in that's... space, doesn't it? Dot particles. What makes and, you and think that's the didn't problem spend money in all on this one? This movie's gonna be so trash. Space? Why didn't they just keep space it back on Earth? Nigga? Why didn't they keep it back on Earth? Makes no goddamn sense. Look, man. I feel bad. I really do feel bad because Cloverfield is, you know, is a name. It's the name, but it's not right now. I'm I'm not buying it. I'm not here for it. So, no, it's a no for me. If it came out in the movies, I would I haven't seen anything about the movie, but what I'm hearing about it, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell the listeners not to pay not to pay to see that movie. If it comes out on Netflix. Keep in mind, Mo, this is a this is this is a movie that wrapped over a year ago. Yes. It's taken this over long. Over a year ago, this movie wrapped. That tells you that they are not confident in the footage they have. Yeah, they've, they've been Films don't wrap over a year from their release date. Right. Supposedly right. mid to small budget film like this. But, again, it, it, this could be a disaster. Or but this could be marketing. to another film. This could be marketing. You know what, Mom? It could be. But Ooh. is it really positive marketing to put out that your movie's ass? But it's not like ma- good marketing. It's not good. But then again, with WB, it's proven, you know, especially with BVS and Suicide Squad. A, A, eight hundred and seven, seven up, uh, you know, up to eight hundred, you know, like come on now, come on. I won't count them out. This new level. It don't make sense. Again, <laughs> this is a major studio. Right. But I mean, if the, if the head of the studio came out and said it's trash, then I think it is. I don't think... Yeah, that's not studio, marketing. Yeah, I don't think the head of the <laughs> studio will marketing. come out and be like, it's trash. Like, if, if it was marketing, it'd be viral. It wouldn't be this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking so, about this, again, man. Trash things. <laughs> um, 
Zimmer has decided to come back out. Superhero movies. The score <laughs> of Dark Phoenix. Loud. Understand my hatred for everything that is Hans Zimmer. Besides the Dark Knight. It was still loud. Great on. All his shit is extremely loud. Are you looking for Dark Phoenix? I was. I thought it was in- I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a very interesting movie for um um Fox to do. And then Hans Zimmer came on it. Again, I have no problems with Hans Zimmer. I think he can make things a little bit too epic. And 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 to Lucas's point, when it's epic, epic is good. But when it's too epic, that means it's just too big, too loud, too obnoxious, too in your face. My just bigger. too My much. Hans could do too much. Think of think of Batman. He made it. He made it epic that, that Matthew McConaughey was floating from bookcases. <laughs> but she was too much. It was fucking too much. No, no, no. It was too much. Think of Man of Steel. I'll give you. A, let's give you a superhero movie. Think of Man of Steel. Now it's already a loud movie because they're punching each other through buildings and and destroying stuff, and you get that music to come in your face while they're doing this. It's just pause. Wow. And you get that music to hit really hard while they're punching each other, flying through buildings, destroying stuff that's already loud on its own. It just, it's elevated. So I think superhero movies, yes, can be a little too epic. And I think Hans Zimmer, again, I have no problems with him. He does tend to land on the too epic side of things. Like he makes things a little bit too much. Dunkirk. Oh my, no, no, no. Dunkirk, I had a problem with. It was just loud for no reason. And that's a movie that didn't need to be loud. That movie did not need to be loud. Oh, so fucking loud. So Hans Zimmer, I don't, I don't know because he he does his best work with Christopher Nolan, but he's done some of his worst work with Christopher Nolan. Oh, so I mean, you need somebody who can pull him back and tell him no. Like clearly, Zack Snyder wasn't the person. Again, I will, I won't blame um, God Snyder. For I hate that Man you of call Steel. God Snyder. <laughs> I won't blame him for Man of Steel, and I won't meaning the score, not okay. the movies. He all the blame for those, but I don't blame him for the score for that or for BBS because I don't believe he wanted Hans Zimmer. I don't think he had a choice, hmm. and that's why you got those loud, obnoxious scores in both of those films. I mean, Christopher Nolan always likes Hans Zimmer, and Hans just is way too. Hans used to get back to like his Lion King days, man. You know what's funny? Let, let, let me, let me, I'm sorry, let, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. Think about Wonder Woman's score in Batman v Superman, how loud and how aggressive it was. Think about Wonder Woman's score in her movie in a scene, hold on, in a scene that was just as action-filled and heavy and a lot to deal with, but it wasn't as aggressive and as loud as it was in Batman v Superman. I want you to think about that. I'm sorry, so you can go ahead, Lucas. Nope, you said it perfectly right. That's actually the issue. Is that you can take a piece of music that that he had in his film, that someone else had in their other film, and they sound completely differently because one toned it down <laughs> to fit the film and the other one toned it. decided to play that shit like a ghetto ass car speaker 
Like, that shit is so fucking annoying. Like, huh? This is a bad... I, I've been pretty hyped about Dark Phoenix. This is the first thing I've heard that I'm like, nope, I, I, I want no parts of it. I, I it respect good, old Hans Zimmer. Nope, I'm not counting on it being good. No, because he's lost his ability to be subtle. Oh, yeah. When you and make that, the money, that says a lot. When you make the money you make at this point, you do whatever the fuck you want. When, like, when, when he works with Pharrell, with the Despicable Me films, oh, that's so subtle. So beautiful. Like, it's so subtle the way he does stuff like that. But, man, these other shits. Because I don't know what happened to him after he started working with Christopher Nolan. But everything was like, yeah. I think with Pharrell and I think with Lion King, there were a lot of music, you know, there were a lot of other musicians on, on, on board. If he's the only musician on board, then yes. But Pharrell is a musician, so Pharrell knows, you know, be like, hey, hey, dude, relax. You know, you know. And that- I think it, 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 it got to be the films, though, Mo. I don't think he understands that you can be subtle with superhero films. Yeah, because you don't have to be big. Oh my god! Again, again, another difference is Wonder Woman's theme in, in in Justice League when she comes in. And notice this: Danny Elfman used horns. Horns. Mm-hmm. Horns can be loud as fuck and annoying, but he used horns and they sounded great. You felt that moment. A friend of mine who saw Wonder Woman with me, uh, I'm sorry, Batman v Superman with me, said, wow, why is it so much different? She spotted it out because, again, super loud, super aggressive. Yes, if you're in the gym, you don't mind a Batman v Superman uh, 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 music. If you're in the movies where it's loud, you kind of want to tone down. If you're at home, but you what, do, I, I don't what know. did you think about him on Blade Runner? I didn't, you know what? And that's the thing. I thought it was manageable. You might be now, right. Could, on that the, be on because, the... could that be because he worked with someone else? Because when he normally has another person there with him, tone down a little bit. That's, that's like, what ah. I think. Yeah, so. Right, if, between if, that, Hidden Figures, when he did Hidden Figures, same and, thing. But that's He's the thing. With I, I, with Pharrell, I think he, you're working with another musician. If you work with another musician, you know, you guys can bounce ideas of each other and, you know, you can, you guys can be like, okay, let's let's bring it out. Like, think about BVS was Junkie XL, who I think is also loud as fuck. Think about, uh, uh, um, think about, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Mad Max, Fury Road. I mean, that was loud. So, you can't, you know, if you work with a loud musician, your music is going to be loud. It's going to come across as loud. Exactly. He worked with Pharrell. And it was it was so much better. Like, I hope and I pray. But he did Dunkirk on his own. Oh yeah, and that jumped. you saw what we got. Yeah, he just I, got like. I hope and I pray. I hope and I pray that when he does, uh, um, when he does uh, <laughs> the the X Men movie, that you know we get another musician on board who is you know subtle. But I doubt that. And again, it's the scale of a superhero movie and. Hans Zimmer th- tends to think superhero movies should be ridiculous. Hey, he, better, so, he just needs to learn how to tone it back. And hopefully yeah. Fox puts him with someone That's what I'm tone it back. Speaking of tone back, expectations for things, Mo. Mm-hmm. Get into predictions 
this week, uh, tracking was released for Pacific Rim Uprising and for Black Panther. So, I'm up. I'm going to give you the numbers first, and then I'm going to need you to tell me what you think, sir. Oh, I have the numbers. So, right now, Pacific Rim <laughs> is being tracked to open up. And, matter of fact, it's being tracked to gross less than half of what the original did the domestic box office. It's being projected to open up around $20 million. Oh, my and God. Possibly uh, its domestic total being around forty-nine <laughs> to $55 million. <laughs> So before we uh, get to what Black Panther's estimates are, right. I'm going to ask you, Mo, what do you think about this, sir? I'm so glad, <laughs> right, when you were talking about the topics, we didn't do this one first. Because, again, I've, I've, I've been able to settle into things really well. If you listen to, what was it, two shows ago, episode 19 or 20, when we talked mm-hmm. about the first looks, we had the worst first looks we've ever heard. Uh, heard. We've, you've ever heard on this show the worst first look in my opinion by the way because Lucas was loving all of it you talked I about I fucking love Captain Marvel and Pacific Rim's first look also we talked about how bad Pacific Rim trailer looked and you know what a lot of the people are saying that these numbers are lending to the fact that nothing about this movie has looked good so far the robots look like Transformers. The the trailers look horrible. The cast looks horrible. I mean, John Boyega was supposed to be the face and save this movie. People are like, no. So what what we're hearing or what I'm seeing from all of the research I did, because I wanted to come up here and talk like I knew what I was talking about. You know, not like when Lucas blindsided me on, on the George Lucas. I will never forgive him for that. <clears throat> moving forward on all of these shows <laughs> I will come hard with my research anyways what I'm saying is what I've seen and what everyone is saying is the movie itself does not look good from what we've seen the robots don't look good the trailers don't look good John Boyega is not the name they were expecting and the, the first movie grows 411 worldwide did about uh one one oh one statewide opened at um mm-hmm. opened at what was it forty forty fifty no fifty statewide right opened that weekend at fifty mil did about one oh one at its you know for its full run and did three hundred uh you know three three hundred world I'm not, I'm not even, I'm oh, not even oh. gonna bring up how those numbers sound absolutely horrible. No, no, those numbers again, again, against a budget of 190, those numbers are horrid. Absolutely horrid. The budget was 190. This budget is a little slimmer at 150. We're looking at this year's King Arthur. I think so. We are looking at this year's King King Arthur because there's no way you spend 150 million dollars. And the movie starts tracking. <laughs> this movie's gonna, this movie's gonna be ass. Like I've been oh, predicting that this movie was gonna be ass. I hate for the a while fact that now. you've been saying it, and I've been like, nah, no way. Let people and enjoy I've things. Been, and I've been, and I've been telling people. You like, know, you have, you have, because when that Comic Con trailer came out, 
That's when it then. It looks bad. It when looks I, really know, bad. But well, hold right. on. When that Comic-Con so, trailer I'm, I'm came like, out, there wasn't a lot of footage. It was just a little bit here and there. So I figured, oh, it's not clean yet. That was, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, it's the first trailer. It's not clean. They're going to go back and clean it that up. Was, that was the clean footage. And I'm like, <laughs> you just, du- they doubled down. First of all, they doubled down on what they showed me in terms of looks. And then the story finally started leaking through the, through the trailers. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, and that's when I hung my head and I was like, Lucas, you won. You got it. You won. Yep. This is going to be ass. Again, it is sandwiched between Tomb Raider and Ready Player One. Huh. Um, like, Ready Player One's trailers have gotten better and better, and better. as they've been released. <laughs> and Tomb Raider, I mean, Tomb Raider trailers were never bad. They were just eh, okay to look at. And right. that's all Tomb Raider needs to be. It's okay. Right. And it'll easily destroy this movie's box office. I think it, it's sandwiched between two films that it shouldn't be. And it's not going to be good. So between those two, so box you think, office of it. You think legendary you think legendary pictures or legendary yeah, legendary pictures is done after this, right? No, because oh, uh, come on. legendary pictures will never, I don't think, ever go away. No, no, so no. I, not not go away. I mean, are they done with Pacific Rim? Oh no, not go away. Oh, oh, definitely they're done with Pacific Rim. Oh. Like this was a this was a last hope type of thing with Pacific Rim. Yeah. I don't think if 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 the Walden Corporation, which is the Chinese corporation, also bought into making this film, if they weren't around, I think they would have ever made a Pacific Rim too. No, dead ass. Dead and ass. I because know I people think... were overhyping the amount of money this movie made in China. Yes, it made money, but it didn't make enough money to justify making a sequel at a hundred and ninety. It made money. enough. It made enough money for someone to talk someone into making a sequel, though. Like man, we could double down on what we did in the first movie and make more money. Let's be realistic, here, bro. And I'm gonna say this, and most people look at me and if I told you two films release, mm-hmm. one film cost 190 million dollars and it made 411 million. Oh, we're not doing any. I'm not getting money for that. Here you go, here you go. Let me listen up. And the other film cost 160 million dollars to make and made 433 million. Neither one of them are, have great returns, but which one would you? Think about greenlighting for a sequel. I mean, based off the fact that I, you know, you spent 160, well, 160, 166, 160. 160. I mean, just because of that, that's not a great return. But 466, you know, there's 300 on top of that. Yeah, let's go ahead and and do a sequel Three. to that. Here you go. That movie is Warcraft. Oh shit! So you would tell me you would greenlight a sequel to Warcraft. Before you would greenlight a sequel to Pacific Rim. You mean greenlight a yeah. sequel to Pacific Rim before you greenlight a sequel to Warcraft? Yeah, meaning like they, they're not going to do a sequel to Warcraft. They yeah, said which, which they should. You know, Warcraft made more money. It's a bad It cost less money to make than Pacific Rim. But you go ahead and you're going to forward a Pacific Rim movie and now you're going to get the returns. I, I also deserve, think, I also think because you, you, remember, you remember GDT was tied to the sequel. But then once it started taking too long to happen, he left. So you bring he's back GDT. He, he is not a director who's known for making films that make money. Right. He's just not. He, his films don't make great money. But I think, I think it's, again, some people have names and name sense to stick out. Look, that's if, because, because you know, no, no. He, has the name of, he has the name of fanboys. Because... You couldn't tell me that I can cast this guy as a director. 
and his films are going to make money. And I asked, hey, what's the most successful movie he's ever done? And you say Blade 2. Oh, wait, not Hellboy? Blade 2. No. Oh, yeah, David Goyer. Like, Hellboy films, here's the weird part. Hellboy shouldn't have gotten a sequel. Hellboy cost $65 million to make, and it made $95 million. Oh, I forgot Why about the that. hell would you make a sequel to that? I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> about that. I don't like, know. I the don't sequel know. cost $85 million to make, and it made one sixty. dollars That's the reason they didn't want make another Hellboy with him, because they said it was no profit in making one. GDT just, I don't know what it is about him. He's, GDT makes good movies, but is he against making money? Like, does he have a problem with making money? Is that like a thing? But his movies cost a lot of money to make. They really he's not, do. Like, he's, he's not making cheap movies here. No, he doesn't make he's cheap just, movies. He just doesn't. He just doesn't give you a good return on his movies at this point. Like, son, it, 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 I'm confused about it. All I'm gonna say is, Pacific Rim Uprising is going to make money. I thought it would make. So let me rephrase that. I thought it could make a little bit more. And I still think it would flop, and it looks like it's going to flop. Oh, it, it, it so looks, it looks bad. It just looks bad. The next one. All right, drop the, the numbers one. again. This is the more interesting one. Right. Black Panther. Uh, project, projections came out, and it was projected to run between 100 and 120 million for the four-day weekend. Hmm. Are those numbers surprising to you? Uh... Those numbers seem small to what Forbes said, but no, they're not. It's about that sounds about right. A hundred to a hundred and what twenty? What what was the numbers Forbes said? That is interesting. Forbes said a hundred and twenty to hundred and fifty. I don't know where they got it from, but once I saw that, I was like, uh, "That's a lot." Now that I have a problem with yours, I do not have a problem with. And I, I think this is the issue when you get so many different sources. But that's the thing. Because, again, Forbes saying that is kind of odd because they should. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Those, like, actually, here you go, Mo. Right now, um, I know Hollywood Report and Variety are claiming the 100 to 120. Even Forbes at one point was claiming 100 to 120. So, I don't know if that was an opinion piece. It gave Could've it been. a different number. Could have been. Which would, make, which would make sense because a lot of people just don't know right now with this film. Um, I thought thing. this film would perform like Doctor Strange. Yes. And what I mean by that is in the range of Doctor Strange. It made sense to me for it to do that. So, when I see 100 to 120 over a four-day weekend... I'm like, okay, that sounds about right. Like in that Doctor Strange area. I mean, that is a four-day weekend. Yeah, it's a four. It's not the three days. So I I find it odd when people compare it, or when I've seen reviewers compare it to Homecoming or Thor, and you're like, but they did that in the three-day weekend. This is a holiday weekend that they're talking about. To put to put it in perspective, uh, Deadpool did 132 and then 152. Yes. So it did 132 over the three day, 152 over the four day. Right. Do I see Black Panther performing like? No, no. Not, uh, not, not to me. Not to me. Which is why. Yeah, that's a high. That's yes. a high level performance that Deadpool pulled off. And Black Panther could. 
120 is really good. It's perfect. It's not a disappointment. I don't know why people would see it as a disappointment and in turn want to make the number higher, but that's not bad at all. I, I would expect it to do those numbers. And, and and another thing, another thing. The reason why I think you can't compare it to Thor and Homecoming is because this is a true solo movie. This is like Deadpool. This is like Man of Steel. This is like Wonder Woman. This is a true solo movie. There's no secondary star. In Thor Ragnarok, you had the Hulk. You had Valkyrie. You had Loki. In, 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 in Spider-Man Homecoming, you had Tony Stark, which was featured heavy in the marketing. This is a true solo movie. So if it does perform in that 1 to 120 range, I'm okay with that. Again, true solo movies like are 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 hit or misses they're they're never you know they're they they, they are they, they they fall in a range like let's look at all the solo movies man of steel did uh one 123 i believe as a true solo movie um wonder woman did yes. what 110 105 yeah 105 as a true solo movie um was iron man oh, iron man was a while ago so you can't really count that but you understand what I'm saying, right? As a as a thing yeah. with true solo, like it's just the one superhero from start to finish in that range. We've we've called uh, about three movies: Man of Steel, Wonder Woman. You know, in that range. If you do Deadpool, is an anomaly, like completely. That it it one, can't be compared to any any other film in this genre. You can't compare Deadpool exactly. Because again, as a true solo movie that went 133, right? You said 133 in a th- in a regular weekend and 150 in a in a five in a four five. day. Yeah, so in a four day, yeah, which is again an anomaly. If 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 black, you see the thing is, my thing now with Black Panther is if it does 150, 160 in that four day weekend, what is it going to do in its next weekend? And listen, <laughs> Black Panther is an anomaly, I think, not based off of what it does domestically. It could be an anomaly based off of what it does internationally. Yes. International audiences tend not to flock to films starring Black people. Mm. And one of their biggest issues that they're having right now that they're looking into is China. And if people have not been paying attention, that's part of the reason that Black Panther, I still don't think Black Panther has a release date in China yet. No, no, it doesn't. Because China is very particular about releasing films that they feel won't make money. And all black cast, the Chinese audience, I mean, it's equivalent to with an all Asian cast coming out to an American audience. Right. No matter how much money it makes in their home country, it comes here. You just like, eh, no, I'm not wasting my money to see that. That's the way Chinese audiences treat films with all black people, especially with black people that know the name is Will Smith. They don't right. see it. Right. So right. There's no telling. So, I mean, it, it always had a chance not to make that much money internationally and. I think I think it could play closer to the way Wonder Woman did, not in dollar amount, but in, in the split. Right. So Wonder Woman had close to a fifty percent split yes. between its overseas compared to its domestic box office. Oh my I god! I think Black it, Panther is going to play the yes. exact same way. Yes. 
Yeah. Going to be so close to because again, China is the only other international box office that we give a shit about. We don't care about wherever else you play a movie at, or because again, all the rest of them just have. They got to combine to make it important. Exactly. Didn't didn't Justice League open or break the bank in like Puerto Rico or somewhere? Not Puerto Rico, my bad. Like some some country. uh, Yeah, those in in the smaller countries, it make great money, but combined, making money in countries. Yeah, you're making money in countries that don't matter. (laughs) Exactly. The reason why they don't matter. So, I mean, this is interesting. I think 120. but I am happy I think, well, for anything that. over a hundred for Black Panther. It's good. Should be it's a good. Success. Should be good. It's a great success. I, I think. I, mean, I think people people are gonna look at it. You know, most Marvel fans are gonna be like, they, you know, most Marvel fans wanted to do over one twenty. But you got to look at it as such. It is. But again, hold on. Can we can we be honest? In a four day weekend, is one twenty good? Yes. Hmm. For, Wonder, Woman did, this, Wonder Woman did. Wonder Woman did one hundred one hundred five. Well, wait a minute. Wonder Woman's different. <laughs> Man of Steel. No, no, no. Man of Steel. Man Steel did one twenty three. Man of Steel is completely different, right? <laughs> Superman. Uh, here's the thing, and this is to be honest. Black Panther is a black film. But you think all the blacks yeah. won't make up? <laughs> I'm looking for trouble now. That, Let me that, stop. Let me stop. That, that's the key thing. Like, I mean, yes, black, but it's still a group of black people that don't like superhero films. Right. Ain't like all black people going to see this movie. Me, personally, I'm not paying to see Catman. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I'm not. I so absolutely. Here's the thing. And that this is to be bluntly honest with it. Those trailers that they have released for this film are designed to get the core Marvel audience and comic book audience interested. For people like me, who are the general audience, all I saw was CGI jump from a car, CGI jump from somewhere else, man turned into evil Black Panther, and end. I saw nothing that made me say, I need to see this movie. What about what about all the hippity hop music they played? In the trailers, that didn't get yeah. you. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like pandering to black people. Did I just say hippity hop? <laughs> you say hey, you might as well say hippie. I mean, they even put Kendrick in there for you niggas, yeah. and none, none, none of that got me excited. In all honesty, it turned, and then you know what? I'm big. Mo, you already know I'm big with accents. Oh, oh no, 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 not as much as me. Don't, don't, don't. And, and Chadwick Boseman, trash, um, trash, like. Atrocious. His indistinguishable African accent. You mean his South African accent? No, don't you will not disrespect. I've been to South Africa. That's not a South African accent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what accent that is, dude. I don't know where he got that from. I don't know. I don't know. But the accent is more than enough to irritate me. When I hear him speak, I'm like, oh, God, damn it. We can we get oh oh, 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 we got we got to talk about that one picture before we before we end this. We got to talk because we're still talking about Black Panther, so we got to talk about that one picture that a friend of ours, a friend of the show, uh, you know, was complaining about how the fact that you know, nowadays, the CGI of the picture, <laughs> like, dude, here's the thing the whole fucking movie is CGI. Oh my god, 
the whole you, movie CGI. You know, I'm not bothered by a picture being CGI when the whole movie is hold CGI. On. And and what what people don't understand is that scene was CGI. That whole scene yes. before whole scene before, was before, CGI. Joe. Before that picture, the second you know the Clara picture with you know the, his suit got released. That pic, if you watch that clip again, he's walking. His neck doesn't seem like it fit right into the suit. But I still like the trailer. I'm still hyped for this movie. Actually, unlike I can talk shit about it because as a movie as a movie fan, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But as a comic uh-huh. book fan, oh my god, I want to see this shit. I want really? to see it. So what Lucas said is, if you're a movie fan, nothing in this trailer said go see this movie. If you're a comic book fan and you don't care whether the movie is good or bad, the trailer's say, got me hyped. Say it with me, Mo. If you're a comic book person who don't give a fuck about the quality of film they actually give you, right? it should be fun for you to sit through. Exactly. exactly. As someone who loves <clears throat> movies, and I've watched this trailer, and I'm like, dude, are you just never going to give me anything I care about? And they say yes, because you're not our target <laughs> audience. We want all these people to like comic books, and all these people. Like, here's the weird part, though. Because I, I, I reacted to both trailers. I'm not overly like a fan. I'm not overly a fan of anything by Marvel because mm. they make the same movies over and over again. Right, right, right. But these trailers have looked Ant Man ish. Like, that's what it reminded me of. Like, when Ant Man was coming out and Ant Man trailers was out, and I was like, oh, oh Ant Man. Like, <laughs> nothing in it made me want to go see the film. Like, literally. I did not like Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange's trailers were great. Oh no, they were great. I did not. That whole I did not particularly like feel to it. Thor, I didn't particularly like Thor Ragnarok, but up until the Revengers, those trailers looked great. Like it, they man, do trailers well. That man said. But, that man said we are the Revengers. I. Yeah, that's what I said. I said up until the Revengers. I turned my great. brain off. I was like, no. Nope. But. But with the Black Panther trailers, it's like, it's a lot of CGI. A lot. My, and I don't my, mean like a lot. It's, it's, here you go, it's Spy- Amazing Spider-Man 2 levels oh, of CGI. Oh, man, movie. that's bad. It's that's that, a bad dude, comparison. No, no part of him being in a costume is a practical effect. Yeah, yeah, except maybe the original costume. You know the bulkier yeah. one. This slimmer one is all CG. All CGI. Me. It's an all CGI because, suit, dude. Like, because remember, and he when has... you do an all CGI suit, it can be done well. Because Spider-Man: Homecoming, it was done pretty well. But he but, had a practical suit on, though. Yeah, he did have a practical suit on too. Yeah. I'm hoping that like they clean it up. I'm hoping that just the clips they've shown don't do justice to the way it looks. Because if I'm hoping we, that the story is actually interesting, and then Michael Michael he, Jordan, yeah, is good. Elevation. He said, "I listened to him on the six with Michael Michael Smith and Jamel Hill, oh. and this motherfucker oh. said that he studied and watched the Joker in a Dark Knight portrayal." So he can get his character right. Oh so you God. already know. He said about our, He said he, Say it again for me, He's more. going to <laughs> fucking overact. He, he set a bar unrealistically high. 
Oh my God, so high for him. You do not, you do not, you do not play a villain in a comic book film and say, "I study Heath Ledger's performance in A Dark Knight." That's the no, you worst don't. thing you can do for yourself, bro. Some shit you do not say because that's not a performance you want to study. Because no, you can't do that. And then this character doesn't even lend you to that type of performance. No, it's not. Killmonger is not the Joker. Killmonger is a angry person who is mad because you took what is rightfully mine. The Joker doesn't have a purpose like, for what he does. The Joker is a psychopath. You, so, you said it on the last show. You said yeah, it 20 times. You said yeah. psychopath. I counted. You said psychopath 20 times. Oh, well, I, I was a little bothered when Michael B. Jordan said that he studied Heath Ledger's performance to get his performance right. I mean, I'm already not the biggest fan of uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think he plays famous black people, and it's with little to no acting. But, like, they're going to give you exactly what you want. Like, damn it, at this point, I can literally tell you the plot of this movie. It takes nothing. It's a Marvel movie. Really, every first Marvel movie, the hero fights an evil version of himself. Seriously. What do you do about Ezra? He fights an evil version of himself. It happens in every movie, dog. None of this shit is... Come on, son. Like, at what point do you decide that you're not willing to... You know what? I won't go off about Black Panther here, bro. No, this is not the show for it. We were just talking about box office We will do it. We will do it on another show. All I'm saying is for that... Oh, we got next month. ...range of 100 to 120 is a really good range for Black Panther. Yeah. Not let the point that it may not set the world on fire like people thought persuade you to think this movie is in any way, shape, form, or fashion a failure. If it did 110 over the four days, if it does 115 over the four days, still it does good. 130 over the four days, any of those numbers are fucking great for this movie. If it does 130, now, that's fucking great. As, as, as Mo said, with these movies, Fuck the opening weekend, especially Marvel of late. It's that second weekend that matters. Oh my god! No, don't say Marvel. Say Disney as a whole because Star Wars. Well, no, yeah, but that was a special case unto mm-hmm. itself because Rogue sure. One didn't fall that way. Neither did Force Awakens fall. Like, all right, so Marvel. Yeah, you're there. right. Marvel of late, especially well, Marvel, with Homecoming. Marvel of late. No, Thor. I Thor. mean, Thor. Thor yeah, held. Thor well, held well. But Guardians of the if Galaxy. We go, if we go through. They released three movies last year. And, and two well, out of three they released, fell. They released like two bricks. movies and one third that was combined. Oh, yeah, yeah. They released movies. two and then a, a third. Yeah, you're right. But that Sony, but, that, that but, Spider-Man drop and, and that Guardians drop. And Guardians. Oh. And that, yeah, those drops. You put, a brick, you put Civil, a brick in water. Civil, just, Wars, Civil Wars dropped before that. Same thing. Yo. They dropped big in their second weekend. And... I don't necessarily remember off the top of my head if Black Panther has a movie in its second week and it's competing again. I mean, the no. only real competition right now, and it really depends on American audiences, and that's that fifteen seventeen of Paris. Mm. That's the only competition this film has. Because, off the top of your head, right? Yeah. Yeah, off the top of my head. I, I, I could be forgetting something, but off the top of my head, that's what I'm thinking. But that movie... If it plays like the fear that every studio has of it playing anywhere remotely close to the way American Sniper plays, Oof. 
that that becomes a juggernaut that you didn't see coming. You didn't see, yeah. Other than that, Black Panther got I think a week or two of clear sailing to make money. No, it shouldn't. Opening weekend again. Again, I'm not chanting this movie to make money because I could care less, and not because I hate the film. It's because all Marvel movies are the same. Right. I've seen these shit, but you know, if it makes money, that's cool. It's no big deal to me. If it doesn't make what other people think it should, fades free, which clearly will always make money because women love that film. But um, other than that, I think it, it has a pretty good window before it has any true competition. So it's not like it has anything in its way. So it's nothing stopping it for at least two weeks. It needs to make it needs to make as much money as humanly possible. Yeah. So. I mean, because again, I don't think it makes the money internationally that it needs. Bruh, that people would but, like me to make. Yeah, man. People got to stop putting this movie at 120 to 150 because that's a no. It's not going to do that. Like, that's, that's yeah, true. That, that, if it does that, that means it's going to beat Man of Steel and it's going to be De- De- Deadpool as the one and two solo movies. You know. Nah. At, at 120, even if it did 130 over the four days, it still wouldn't beat Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. Because Man of Steel still did 120 three days. Yeah, you yeah. still got to count. No, 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 man, it's still, it's, it's the Monday thing. The Monday is what's going to oh, get counted the in the Monday, Black Panther's box. The Monday, Which yeah. don't get counted in the other ones, so yeah. it still doesn't beat it because it's, it's over a three-day weekend and not right, a four-day right, weekend. Right, 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 right. Man, all right, yo, so, that's that's the show, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the show. We're going to do the show. This was a good show. You know, we started off really good with the Grammys, and we went into, uh, we went into Cloverfield, you know, going to Netflix. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that one? I really want to know how y'all feel about that in the comment section. A lot of you like Netflix, so a lot of you think, you know, it's not a bad move. Of course it's not a bad move. If you pay for Netflix, you don't you don't got you know, you and you like Cloverfield, you don't have to pay eleven dollars or twelve dollars to go see it in a movie theater. If it was also gonna be in three D, you don't have to pay fourteen, fifteen, almost twenty dollars to see it in three D format. So you're good on that. So you probably like that deal. I wanna know how you guys really truly feel about it down in the comment section. Let me know what you think about Pacific Rim tracking at $20 million to open stateside, which is what, uh, 30, 30 less than what the original did? Mo. That's what that is. It's <laughs> trash, Mo. <laughs> yes. Let me know what you guys think about that. Also, um, Black Panther, one, 1 to 120 opening weekend for that four-day weekend. How do you guys feel about that? Too low, too high? Is it just right? I want to, you know, or do you think the Forbes numbers that I gave you, 120 to 150, practically where it should be at? Let me know. I'm pretty sure a lot of you down in the comment section, I don't know, I'm not going to call out anyone, but a lot of you, I want to actually discuss. So let me know what you guys think about Black Panther opening, you know, whether it's going to open high or going to open low or going to open in a nice mid-range. Again, it's a true solo. You got to think about it. It's a, it's a true solo movie. That means it's not... Thor Ragnarok, it's not Spider-Man Homecoming, it's not, you know, Guardians is not a solo movie, you know, so it's, it's, it's let's see, Ant-Man, maybe uh, uh, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, it's in that caliber of just, you know, superhero by himself, Thor, so let me know what you guys think about that in the comment section below, thank you for listening, as always, it's been your boy Mo Crosby and Lucas doing the Lucas and Mo versus the World show, Lucas, you got anything nice to say to the folks before we head out? God bless you. Good night. <laughs> I was told to defend this goal. Defend to the death, to the very last breath. Breath, breath, breath.